Let's continue this series as we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, with the title, Keep Alert. It says this, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert. Tell your neighbor right now, keep alert. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Remember last week we talked about pray always. And this came right at the end of us unpacking the six pieces of armor, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace. We know the shield of faith, the helmet of grace or salvation and the sword of the spirit. And then if you notice in verse 18 there, it includes praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. There's a period. Listen, I want you to know that I believe that prayer is intertwined. As I shared last week, it's inextricably intertwined, like my dad would say, through all these pieces of armor. And if I could kind of push it even farther, I believe that one of the ways in which we put on all these pieces of armor is in prayer. Last week, we talked about two very important things. Number one, the reason for prayer. Remember, enjoyment of God. Remember, that's really important, the need for God and the mission with God. So we unpacked these important reasons for prayer. And then we talked about the direction in prayer, the direction in prayer that um, in the spirit, we want to praise, confess, intercede and commission ourselves to live for Christ. I love what this one commentary shared as we get ready to now unpack the next three, uh, the next two together, the time for prayer and the pressure of prayer. Listen to this commentary. It said this, the manner in which a soldier takes up these pieces of armor is suggested here in the text with the words praying and being alert. When the enemy attacks and on all occasions, Christians are to pray continually in the spirit. And we're supposed to do that with all kinds of prayers and requests. These prayers and requests should be thorough, should be intense. And they, like reliable soldiers, they are to be shared as we are alert um, to uh, translate the word keeping alert is literally in all persistence. Their requests are to be for all the saints because of Satan's spiritual warfare against Christ and the church. So keep alert. Once again, nudge your neighbor, wake your dad up. Keep alert. Now, as we talk about keep alert, I want to think positively about this. We've talked a lot in this series about Satan. We've talked a lot about the schemes of the devil. And yes, we need to consider these things. We're going to consider this as a reason why we should keep alert. Um, but I love what my mom says. Uh, don't talk about the devil too much. Don't uh, act like the devil's all that. He ain't all that. My mama tells me that all the time. Um, we should be fearing God or should be anticipating God a lot more than we should be scared of the devil. And so I want to share this. I don't want to keep alert because the enemy might be coming. I want to keep alert because God might be moving. And I don't want to miss out 
on a move of God in my life. That's why we are called to pray at all times. Everybody say all. All times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, praise, confession, intercession, and commission. Now, um, as we kind of look at the back end here of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, To that end, as we commit ourselves to prayer, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Do you notice in verse 18 there, the word all is four times, right? All times, all prayer, all perseverance, all the saints. It brings me to this third point that we want to talk about here, the time for prayer. Um, most people are super robotic with their prayer. And listen, I want you to know, I think legalism can actually be a good thing. An old Puritan quote, right? Um, listen, the law sends us to Christ to be justified. Christ sends us to the law to be sanctified. Some of y'all need a few more rules in your life. You can't wing everything. And I want to encourage you, especially those of you who are in a pretty good routine with your prayer life, to continue to do that. But don't be so busy for Jesus that you forget about Jesus. Don't just check off a religious checklist. Enjoy Christ. Worship Christ. And I encourage those of you who are really like this to actually break tradition and stretch yourself. So if you always pray at the same place, mix it up. Go for a walk. But I do want to encourage, most of us probably don't have a plan. Most of us are, um, you know, struggling to consider the different ways in which we could even make prayer a very um, systematic and consistent part of our life. And so I would share, no matter if you're really, you know, organized and detailed and robotic or whether you're winging everything I want to encourage you with week one title of this two-week series on prayer to pray always <laughs> when should you be praying I don't care if it's systematic I don't care if you're winging it you should be praying always that's what's shared very clearly there in verse 18 that we are to pray right all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, right? And so let's consider three different times that we should pray if we're to pray at all times. Um, number one, let's consider battle prep. Battle prep. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my boys lost their championship game. This might have been the reason. I introduced my boys on the way to that championship game with that deep theologian, his name's Eminem, Marshall Matters. So we listened to that, um, you know, famous song, Lose Yourself, right? Uh, you only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better lose yourself. And so we were kind of headbanging. We're just getting going with the beat. We're pumping ourselves up. I want you to think about prayer as battle prep. Battle prep. Um, what is it that God's calling you to? Don't wait for that moment. In the car on the way of the moment, you should be praying like crazy. 
Now, if we can be honest, most people get this. Most people think of prayer as preparation. I want you to keep doing it. Keep asking for the Lord to empower you. Keep presenting things to the Lord before you might engage in those things. Um, even as I began to preach um, right now, because things are a little bit different and Thanksgiving, we didn't have a full recording. So I've got only a few volunteers in the room with me as I'm preaching right now. I asked for Mac, who's one of our production leaders, to pray for me. That's battle prep. How many times have you just gone and done something? If we're to pray at all times, I want to encourage you to battle prep. Um, secondly, I want to encourage you to battle cry. <laughs> I love, my, my boys started this in the middle of the season. Like they started, I think it's kind of more of a soccer thing, but the oh, 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 oh. I think Penn State does that or something like that. But this is a battle cry. It's in the middle of the game. It's pumping you up. It's getting you excited. Listen, that's why I really encourage you. I know this is only once a week that we come together to worship, but at some level, I don't understand why Christians would want to meet, would want to miss meeting for worship with their church family. It's battle cry time. I need that, that rally moment. I need that moment of praise when I'm in the middle of something, when I'm engaged in something. And so do you. That's why it's so important for you to daily walk with the Lord. That's why it's so important for you to consistently, weekly be faithful with your church family. Get in as many Bible studies as you can. This is part of the battle cry. But then I love the third time that we should be praying, the battle parade. This is after Christ has called you to do something, you battle prep, you're engaged in the battle, there's a battle cry. Listen, God gave you victory. It's time for the battle parade. When was the last time that you praised the Lord because of a victory in your life? You know it to be true. Most victories in your life, you don't deserve all praise. You don't deserve all glory. Even the, the knowledge that you had to solve that problem, even the spiritual gift that you might have had to accomplish that task was a gift from the Lord. And I want to encourage you to have a battle parade. Start singing, we are the champions, right? And start asking for the Lord to continue to pour out his victory. Aren't you excited that one day, I know on this side of heaven, we're going to lose some battles and we're going to go through some, some defeats, but ultimately there's going to be a battle parade like we've never experienced ever in heaven with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with no more pain, no more suffering. That promise for all eternity is something that we can enjoy today. Because remember, we don't fight for victory in Christ Jesus. We fight from victory. And so the importance of this point here with the time for prayer, we are to pray at all times. Battle prep, battle cry, battle parade. But the last point that I want to share in this series is the pressure of prayer. The pressure of prayer. I think being desperate for God is a good thing. I really do. And that's why a lot of times when difficult times come and when struggle comes, 
at the end of the day, I know that God is completely sovereign. He's in control of all things, and he has the ability to shut down any evil or any enemy that's coming after you. But sometimes he allows persecution. He allows struggle. He allows suffering. I believe one of the reasons why he allows that is so that we would be desperate for him. Paul's challenge to us right here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, he says, To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for the saints. So let me use another P word here, right? Posture. I share a lot about my dad because I probably got counseling that I need for most of my childhood because of my dad. But he would always tell me, Rob, sit up, sit up, posture, check your posture. So I'm just going to be up. Annabeth, she makes fun of the way in which I run because I was ingrained at such a little age by my dad. Shoulders back, chest up, right? I kind of ran like this. Annabeth says I run like a peacock. So I'm always, my posture is up. She's the opposite. She's slouching all the time. Posture. When you talk about your posture, what, what are you talking about here? Being alert. If, if I'm just being casual or whatever else, there's an element where if something surprises me, it's going to take me off guard. It's going to defeat me. My posture, staying alert, are you ready, is super important. Going to weight training. A lot of people who do weight training, who work out with weights, it's not just about the activity, it's about the posture. It's about having the right form. Because if you have the right form, you'll be able to maximize what is going to benefit you from lifting weights. If you have the wrong form, you're going to either get hurt or you're not going to maximize those benefits. I want to talk about the pressure of prayer. A lot's at stake, church. And I believe that prayer has been given to the church as a responsibility. And if I can just say this with all the love in my heart, if you're a follower of Christ and you're not praying, I believe with all my heart that God is not pleased. The pressure of prayer the greatest thing that we can do as the people of God in any season of life, within our own lives, within our homes, within the city, within this world, is to pray. But we don't. I, I want to remind us of a few things here. I want us to keep alert in prayer and, and consider the pressure of prayer. I love what my good friend Levi Lusco says, your expectation will determine your experience. Let's lock in and let's understand that there is a stewardship here. There is an importance here to our life in prayer. Andrew Murray, I quoted him last week. This is another quote of his. Each time you intercede, be quiet first. Worship God in his glory. Think of what he can do and how he delights to hear Christ of your place in Christ and expect great things. So, before I share with you why this is urgent, I want to give you an acronym here of the word alert. Keep alert. And I want to break down the word alert. Here's how you can perhaps change up your prayer life to be a little bit more alert. A, your prayers need to be attentive. 
So you're not just waking up in the morning. Like whatever it takes for you, I'm just letting you know for me it's coffee. I cannot talk with God until I have some coffee. It's just not clicking. I don't really understand where I'm at until I have that first sip of coffee in the morning. What is it that you need to do to get ready, to be attentive, to anticipate? There's another hey word. I I want you to know that when we go to prayer, we should be attentive. Number two, consider making your prayer lively. Lively. Listen, A, attentive, L, lively. Get creative in your prayer life. Some people I know, they absolutely hate studying with songs where people are singing actual lyrics because too many words going. For me, the more noise, the better. I need praise music on. I need activity. It actually helps me pay attention. Listen, if I just sat in silence, my mind's going to go crazy. It's going to go all over the place. So get creative in your prayer life. Go for a walk. Include friends. Make your prayer life lively. All right, so A, attentive. L, lively. E, efficient. Efficient. When was the last time someone said, would you pray for me about this? And you disciplined yourself to pull out a journal or to pull out your phone and write it in the notes, and then you actually prayed for it later. I want to encourage you to be efficient with your prayers. Start tracking even the things that you're asking the Lord for and then celebrate by going back in your journal to see, hey man, God answered my prayer. Isn't God good? Make your prayers efficient or radical. Make your prayers radical. Listen, if your prayers are too small, it actually might not be from God because God would actually not invite you to pray for something that you can accomplish according to your own power. God is in the business of unleashing things upon your life that as a result of you executing those things, he receives all glory and honor and praise. If your prayer life is boring, hate to tell you, you're boring, not God. So you need to spice it up. You need to dream bigger. You need to expect anticipate, attempt great things for God through your prayers. And when you do that, T, the last word, your prayers will be trusting. Trusting prayers. At the end of the day, my eloquence isn't the Savior of the world. Jesus is. So even as I come to Jesus with my prayers, especially when he's given me radical thoughts for his kingdom and for his glory, My prayer should end with a complete surrender, trusting of all of these things to the Lord. It's a laying down of all these requests, of all these words at the foot of the cross. Keep alert, attentive, lively, efficient, radical, trusting prayers. Well, as we close... I want to definitely remember to keep alert because the enemy is coming. Keep alert. The enemy is coming. But much like I shared with you at the beginning, I don't want to lock in today on the enemy. He ain't all that. To quote Karen Wilton, my mama. He ain't all that. Um, He's for real, though. 
Do you know that it says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded and watchful or keep alert? Why? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So, yes, keep alert. The enemy is coming. Um, But I would more importantly submit to us today, keep alert. Christ is coming. Christ is coming. You should fear, not in a scared way, but in a reverence way, you should fear Christ way more than the devil. There's going to be a day of the Lord. That day of the Lord could represent maybe the end of your life on this earth where instantaneously you will report to God in his presence in heaven. But it also could be a day of the Lord where Christ comes back again. We're not promised tomorrow. But Christ is coming. He's he's coming. And, And I want us to keep alert because Christ is coming. I want to pull out the sword of the Spirit here. And I want to remind us of this day of Christ. And I want to be reminded of this day of Christ in such a way that it would lead me to desperately pursue God in prayer. Listen to some of these scriptures. First Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11 speaks of the day of Christ. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, church, are not in darkness. See, right now, just reading that, without Christ, there's no hope. And I want to urgently pray for my friends right now. Maybe it's you that don't know Jesus Christ, because if Christ comes again, there's no hope. Are you bought with the blood of Jesus? Have you surrendered your life to King Jesus? If not, I want to invite you right now. Will you trust in Jesus Christ? I'm praying for you. We got time to waste. I can't just be casual in each and every day. We should be praying specifically for our neighbors, for our coworkers, for our family members right now that don't know Jesus. If that's you right now, surrender your life to Jesus. Then Paul starts talking to those who are in Christ Jesus. He says the day of the Lord's coming. So he starts to call us out. He says, but you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. So why is he talking to us? Check this out. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Keep alert. Stay awake. Don't slumber in this season. 
You're a children of the day. Verse 6. So then let us not sleep as others do. But let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Christian, is that you? Are, are, you, are you drunk? Are you intoxicated with the things of this world? Have you gone asleep to the mission of God? Keep alert. Christ is coming. Verse 8, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Oh, snap. Check this out. Here comes some armor of God stuff. Having put on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet, the hope of salvation, keep alert. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Aren't you thankful, Christian, that even if you do go to sleep, God's got this? It's at the end of the day, not all on us, but he expects of us. He expects of us. And so I love this as it closes. Verse 11, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another. Nudge your neighbor, keep alert. Encourage and build up one another just as you are doing. Three other verses real quick. Matthew 24, verse 42 says this, Therefore, stay awake, keep alert, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Keep alert. Yeah, the enemy's coming, but keep alert. Christ is coming. Revelation 16, 15 says, Behold, Jesus says, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked, be seen exposed. Keep that armor of God on. It's not time to chill. We, we want that armor of God on us. Keep it on. Put on, take up. Told you all through this series. I know the second three, take up the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Only needs to be picked up at certain points. Right now, I don't want to be leaving home without any of those. I need all of it at all times. And how about Luke 21, verse 36? But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Keep alert. The enemy's coming, but keep alert. Christ is coming. And one day, Christian, you will stand before the Son of Man. And I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ will look at you and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant.
In fact, I want to pray that for you right now because as we looked here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So I want to pray for the saints right now, for the church. And I want to pray four very specific things. I want to pray for protection. I pray that God will guard you. Keep alert. I want to pray for precision. I pray that God will lead you. Keep alert. I want to pray for power. I pray that God will equip you. Keep alert. And I want to pray for perseverance. I pray that God will sustain you. Keep alert. Lord Jesus, we actually can't keep alert outside of you. So Lord Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, empower us to keep alert especially, Lord Jesus, through our prayers. God, I take you at your word right now to offer up supplication for all the saints. So, Lord, right now I ask in the name of Jesus for you to unleash protection, precision, power, and perseverance for your kingdom and for your glory. For Lord Jesus, we have got to keep alert because Satan is coming. But more so, we've got to keep alert because Lord Jesus, you are coming. And we want to be found faithful at any moment your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.